that they could take no more from us. But in this he deceived me, for one day a Japanese soldier was occupying me, and what he took from me was my life. My death is like a tune that plays over and over in my thoughts. I cannot rid myself of the melody. I am alone. My father and our junk have been taken. My mother, who paved my way into this world with her own life, is no more than a shadow to me. For months now, hunger has been my constant companion. With each passing day, it consumes more of me. I know that soon there will be nothing left. When you are stripped of everything, I reason, it is good to climb a mountain, for then you will see the way ahead. So I slipped through the busy streets of Aberdeen, dodging the soldiers, ducking out of the way of jeeps, and diving into the maze of alleys. I find the narrow path that winds its way up to the peak. I will climb this path, I resolve. When I am high up, I will look down on Aberdeen Harbour and I will know what to do. Perhaps my spirit mother tries to warn me, but I am headstrong and do not listen. Perhaps the ancestors barrow into me a wave of consciousness holding me back. But I am stubborn and plough on. Perhaps he has been watching me for days. My murderer has seen that I am alone, vulnerable, an easy target. Like the hunter, he stalks me as I ascend. It is already warm when I set out. A June day when the sky is clear as glass and when the sun, as it swells to its zenith, exudes a smouldering heat that makes your skin prickle and your head throb. The blood drums in my ears. I can feel the sweat pool in the dip between my shoulder blades and trickle down my back. I can hear birds' songs and sounds of distant traffic. Sometimes a gunshot rings out, and then the birds, startled, fly up from their perches in the thick green canopy that surrounds me. From time to time I stand at the edge of the path and gaze down the slope, judging how far I have come, how high I am, how much further I have to go before I gain the summit. I look across a tangle of trees and vines and grasses. I am cocooned in confusion, but I am climbing the mountain that will spin lucid strands from all that is dense and opaque. I whisper. I hear him then his boot on the dusty ground behind me and a stone slipping away, falling into the untidy green expanse. I turn, but see nothing. Three times I spin round, and the third time he is there. Neither of us speaks. We both freeze for a moment, statues on the rutted path. Even then, I realise I am on the cusp, on the brink of stepping out of time, of sinking in the bottomless well. He glances over his shoulder, and when he is certain we are alone, he walks purposefully towards me. Run, cries my mother, wrapping around me. Run, and together we will shun him. There are only a few yards between us now. I can hear his short breaths and smell his stale sweat. If I face him, he will not harm me, I tell my ancestors. They mock softly, but my mother keens. He pauses feet from me, and there is a space between us where our breaths mingle. I can see wet patches on his khaki uniform, under his arms, across his chest, around his groin. He is wearing a cap and his face is partly shaded. He has a rifle slung over his shoulder.
he mutters something in Japanese. His voice harsh and dissonant. Specks of cloudy spit fires from his mouth. His eyes narrow to thin, wet lines. His mouth splits in a yellow-toothed sneer. Summer will come by and by, and all will be well, I tell myself. This is in my head as he swings the rifle off his shoulder and rounds me in the chest with the butt of it. I feel a shock of pain, a sickening thud, a splintering crack. I reel backwards, lose my footing and fall against a hard bed of dirt and stones. He has knocked the air out of me. I am gagging, trying to bite in breath. The soldier does not wait for my lungs to fill. He throws the rifle aside along with his cap, leans over me, seizes the top of my blue cotton tunic and rips it from my body. A slither of oxygen filters into me. Looking down, I see my small breasts, the nipples raised.